Welcome to the Mellow Podcast with me, the Mel, and <laughs> me, the Owl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Maleficent, and this is Burrows Red, and this is our podcast. Hey, we didn't argue that time over which part was which. <sighs> we didn't. I finally did it. We're a decent amount of episodes in, and I finally remembered which half of the name is me. <laughs> Uh, tonight, today, this time, we are talking about the Magnus Archives. And if you're actually listening to this on podcast, you won't see this. But if you're watching the thing, I'm wearing my shirt. Cute. Magnus Archives shirt. I'm wearing an Udi. Both of us are very comfortable. Mm. It's a very comfortable shirt. I'm very jealous of you, Udi. <laughs> very jealous of your shirts. <laughs> mm. Fuck, I've forgotten what I was saying. <laughs> right. You got into the Magnus Archives slightly before me, I think. Told me it was good and got me listening to it. And then I zoomed ahead and finished it before you. Well, I don't know. So technically we caught up again. Yes. So I got into the Magnus Archives when I'd been recommended it by Jimmy. Uh, like a whole ass year before I listened to it. And then was Same. randomly like, hey, I reckon Jimmy said something about this. And I was going through my podcast and I was like, I need, we, I need something to listen to. I was doing this thing in the car where, like, because I had a 20 to 30 minute commute to work. And then obviously 20, 30 minute commute back. Actually, it's more than that. But that's how long it technically should take. But traffic is ridiculous. Um, so it was more like an hour each way. Uh, and I'd been listening to Critical Role, but I'd caught up on Critical Role, and I was like, God, I don't know fuck. what that's like. <laughs> I, that was the only reason that I did, though, because I had that those hours to sit there and listen to it, and I listened to it at, like, 1.5 speed, so, you know, I'm sitting there, and they're like, they do this, they do that, la, 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 and I'm like, mm. boom, boom, pow. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and so I needed something new to listen to, and I was like, oh, Jimmy recommended this show or this podcast uh, a couple of years ago. I should listen to it. And then I did. And then I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of like an interesting choice for a car ride. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did eventually, you know, kind of succumb to it. And I was like, hey, Mel would really enjoy this. I've heard that it's meant to be kind of spooky. And I hadn't necessarily had a spooky thing happen, but I was like, it's definitely atmospheric. And I was like, yeah. I think that she'll really enjoy that. And if it does actually get really spooky, that'll be really cool too. Um, and so I started recommending it and then you listen to it and we were just speeding through it. Um, so quickly. <laughs> yes. It was a couple of weeks, I reckon. Um, and then we caught up to what was actually current um, at the time which was maybe, what, like 30 episodes ago? I think it was like 171 that was out when we caught up, I think. I'm not exactly sure what it was. It was like, it was just before the end of season four because we were both... Oh. We yeah, were yeah. both going like weekly and mm. it was like, God, it's so hard to wait a week for the next episode. And then they went on a season break. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. So the the fourth season was 154, I think. So uh, that's like the last one. Uh, mm. So yeah, that 
No, 160 was the last episode of the fourth season. So that makes sense. We would have caught actually. up to it in like 150-ish, I reckon. Yeah, round about there. 154-ish, so, I don't know. Yeah, Somewhere 50 episodes there. before the end. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so by the, like, yeah, Mel zoomed ahead of me. Um, but obviously she couldn't go any further than that. She so eventually me to slow down and I was like, no, I can't. And I got to the end and I was like, fuck. Uh, and I'm pretty sure like, even though, uh, you zoomed ahead, you were always only like 20 episodes or something ahead of me or whatever. Yeah. And then we just like chronicle what we thought in discord and stuff and just like spoiler tagged it. So when we got up to that, eventually it was just easy peasy done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, then we had to wait every week for it to come out. And it was a it was a time. <laughs> it was awful. So if you were to describe the Magnus Archives to someone who didn't know the Magnus Archives, how would you describe it? Pleasantly creepy. Mm-hmm. I think pleasantly creepy is the thing, because for me... With the exception of a single episode, which I just looked up so I'd find the number, there was there weren't really any episodes that actually scared me. But I am scared of sinkholes. So <laughs> episode 97, We All Ignore the Pit, actually freaked me the fuck out. That was the only one that actually scared me. So for the rest of it, it's just like, yeah, pleasantly creepy. It made me feel a little bit unsettled but in the good way that, like, calms your anxiety a little bit. You're yeah. like, oh, that was scary. This is nice. That's not happening in real life. It had a real, like, kind of creepy pasta feel. Like, it was, like, yeah. sitting there and you're just, like, I don't know. It was it was nice to kind of escape for a bit into something that's a little bit spookier, but, like, had some of that atmospheric atmos- uh, idea to it where, like, they had, like, noise effects and such. I remember a couple of times I was listening to it in headphones and I had to, like, quickly turn it down when I knew that there was, like, a really loud noise coming um, <laughs> because I knew that it was going to, like, a loud noises scare the absolute shit out of me. So if it had just, like, blasted noise into my ears, I would have absolutely screamed. Um, I once had a loud car passed on my street while I was taking the bins out. I literally dropped to the floor. That's oh, how bad no, I am with loud noises. At you. Um, That's scary. But it's it is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> it is a little a little funny. Um so yeah, it was it was good and it was like they were very good with like their content warnings and such as well. So like if there was anything specific that you had any issues with, they had that all in the descriptions of the episodes and such as well. Um, I did appreciate that. I never looked at them, but I appreciated that they were there. At least I knew, like, it was like something, it was like a security blanket. If I knew that it was getting into something that might be something I was not interested in, I could have at least opened it and looked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, if I was starting to get a feeling it was going to go a certain direction, I could have done that. And it didn't, which is great. Um, and, yeah, but it is there for anyone who did experience it, because obviously they're talking about... Okay, so... If you don't know, and you're just coming in and you're just like, the Magnus Archives, the hell is that? It is a, a podcast that is essentially a fictional podcast based around the character Jonathan Sims, who becomes the head archivist of the Magnus Institute, which is London. a fictional institute. What? Sorry? London. The Magnus Institute <laughs> London. <laughs> yes. So it is a fictional institute um, that basically handles the paranormal. Uh, people will submit uh, statements 
Um, and the archivist would then read them. And the story emerges from uh, John basically going through and archiving them by recording the statements into a tape. And then things happen from there. It's actually a really great format uh, in terms of the actual literal concept. Like the idea of telling a story through tapes seems really abstract, but it also works really well. There are a lot of times where you witness a candid conversation where they'll talk kind of meta-like about like, oh, I need to turn the recorder off. Or like they'll capture a conversation as they're recording a statement and you know it's like someone will like come in the room and yeah. they'll have a conversation it's very cool i really yeah. enjoyed that um i think and that's as someone who's worked in libraries and places with a lot of like archiving and files and stuff part of the premise of the show is that he's working through all of this because the previous person in charge left everything as a huge fucking mess i feel that yeah you you definitely relate on that <laughs> on that aspect but yeah very relatable essentially that's how like most of it starts out is that like i'm trying to clean up the mess of the person before me um and it just it's great it is absolutely great i cannot wait to see more kind of like podcasts take that kind of form where they like tell a story through like that kind of meta way um i even had some ideas for ones myself but literally i am just the worst so hello i'll be i'll be in your podcast <laughs> one. i'll be in another one sure 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 this would be a fictional one though mel but anyway um oh, that's okay if you want it to be non-fiction and you want there to be murders happening or something like that i can like i can set a fire <laughs> don't say I that you will <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need sound effects mel go get that pipe um <laughs> anyway uh oh my god though Speaking of sounds, just a slight detour for a second. The fact that they use the stock sound of opening doors, and I've realized that the sound, the stock sound of opening doors is used in a lot of TV shows and movies. It now is forever in my brain. Every single time that a door is opened, I recently watched, uh, don't shame me for this. I recently watched Gossip Girl, and every time they open a fucking door, there is a noise. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a little bit like horror movies, like the Wilhelm scream, which is the scream that they just put in every horror movie. Yeah. And it's like, I know that scream. I've heard that a hundred times before. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I never picked up the door thing. <laughs> yeah, now you will. Um, <laughs> but no, I won't because I've got a 30-second memory. When we have our own horror podcast, I'll record doors closing so we don't have to use that one. Sounds great. Um, that can be our tagline. It's really creepy and all the door noises are original recordings. <laughs> no stock footage here. Maybe we'll sleep. We'll sneak in a Willem scream though. You know, <laughs> just, just cause. Um, but anyway. The, we can the... name a different episode, the Wilhelm scream, which doesn't have it in it. Ooh. And then later on, we'll put it in a different one. Ooh. Put it in immediately after to like start <laughs> off the next episode. Cause everyone went through the whole thing being like, where the fuck is it? Where is it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, are you saying anyway? Really a bad habit. Anyway, I think you I picked up. I was going to say anyhow. Me. I think you uh, picked up any, anyway from me. Probably. Sorry. Probably. Uh, in the same way that you know people who spend a lot of time together tend to pick up other people's things heck was one of the big ones for me um anyway oh god i did it again <laughs> <laughs> you can see it in my eyes when i like i'm just like 
I need to not say this, and then I say it. How do I segue? The podcast anyway. is great. <laughs> um, I also don't think we've mentioned yet. We talked about it. It's technically, we both said that we weren't massively freaked out by it, but it is classified as horror. Yes. Please go into it knowing that it's horror and we just have a kind of high tolerance. I guess that is something as well. Um, it is classified as a horror podcast and there are certainly a lot of themes that are very spooky, but... I enjoyed the fact that it wasn't uh, horror in the sense of, um, like, they did have moments that would be considered jump scares, but there was always kind of, like, leads up to them. So there was always, like, a, a certain – you could – kind of listen to it and you're like, oh, it's getting louder. Oh, this is, oh, this is going to happen. And they also did put, include in their content warnings whenever they had like loud noises and things, um, which was also great because I am very jumpy. And so I immediately am like, oh, the volume's getting louder. I'm going to turn mine down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is, it is good in that respect, but there is, it's not conventional horror in just like trying to scare you. It's not trying to like make you shocked, scared. It is in an attempt to like psychologically make you scared because you're imagining these situations and all of that kind of thing. I guess, is that a way to put it? It's not thrillery, which is entirely different genre, nodding. but. Instead of saying something in the affirmative when this is a podcast and people need to be able to hear what I'm thinking. They'll yes. see it on the YouTube video, so it's fine. <laughs> this just in, it's probably better to watch it on YouTube than try and listen to us because I forget all the time that I'm being vocally recorded. Yeah. And I just like, mm, yes, I agree. Yeah, I, but I don't understand completely. Um, also, we have really good faces and you should look at them. We do have wonderful faces. Um which is nice. Uh, Very expressive. But that's a basically a rundown of what the show is. It's it's centered around John and him being the head archivist, and it's told through a series of tapes, which, yeah, just great idea. I just, I love that. I appreciate it a lot. Um, so before I talk for 10 more hours on the fact that I love tapes and that's a great way of telling your story. Um, I was thinking about one of my favorite episodes from the podcast and one of Mel's favorite episodes from the podcast and a great episode to start funnily enough is the very because first episode. Yeah. You, you literally have to start there. Uh, <laughs> it is called the Anglerfish. Um, and obviously if you, uh, I will do a non-spoilery description first and then we'll jump into spoilers. So if you want to like zoom ahead, if you don't want to hear the spoilers after, um, but you want to like, kind of like get an idea of like what the first one is like. Um, the first one is John records his first statement. He describes the fact that the person that he's taken over from is, well, he considers them lazy and such and such and such. Um, and is like, I'm going to do this in a way that makes sense to me. And I'm going to do this in a way that is, you know, professional and responsible and organized. Um, so he begins his first statement talking about the anglerfish or that's, uh, like the, the statement that's been given to him. And the story essentially centers around a person who witnessed or 
a number of people, I believe, who witnessed a kind of like a solitary figure who was appearing in streets and things that essentially kind of beckons them to follow them. And it just tells the story of a man who went out drinking and goes from there. That is the non-spoilery part. Um, so spoilery part, do you want to take over, Mel? I figured I'd let you talk about your favourite episode. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, I can. Oh, I just, I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a lot because I get ranty. Keep talking. I'll okay. Whew, break. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the statement tells the story of a man who went out drinking and there is a little bit more to it than that, but he went out drinking and he went on his return home. He decided to walk. He had basically a, a fairly like decent walk home, but it wasn't too far away. So it wasn't unreasonable for him to have made the trek. And it was essentially uphill, uh, which again, doesn't mean a lot, but it's important. I don't know. We're in rant mode, rant mode engage. Uh, and he witnesses this figure, uh, appear in a side street and is essentially like he isn't sure whether they're sick, whether there's, they need any help. Um, and I'm pretty sure, unless I'm going to mix this up with something yeah, else. Yes. He, they, I was like, hang on. <clears throat> so the figure asks if they can have a cigarette. And, but the guy notices that this figure doesn't seem to have any kind of discernible, like his mouth doesn't appear to be moving, but his feet also aren't on the ground either. Um, but yeah. And he just, then he turns around, he uses a torch to kind of like look into this alleyway and the figure just disappears. Um, and then he was just like, you know what? Nope. Absolutely leaving. Mm -hmm. I am going to get in a taxi immediately and go home. Um, and so when he returned to the that particular place, that particular alleyway, uh, he found a cigarette on the ground. And he also discovered that another student or another person who had been out at the same party had gone missing that exact same night as well. And the missing photo of the missing person had the same type of cigarette or like same packet of cigarettes that was the same one that had been smoked that was left on the ground, which is a weird way of describing that. But. And that's why you're never nice to strangers. Yes, essentially. But it was just a really like, you could imagine it. Like it was just like a very visceral, like initial episode, which was great. Um, and definitely like i enjoyed the whole tie-in of like the the there was the marlboro red cigarette that then was found on the student that went missing and it was just like a cool tie-in like it wasn't necessary to tell the creepy story but it just really tied it up at the end and kind of made it seem like this could have been real um and then john establishes afterwards and he talks about it and he kind of like, and in a way that he does throughout the rest of the series, he kind of talks about it in a way that makes it seem like these people are all silly and I have to assess the validity of these statements and such. And 
I don't know that this is entirely accurate. Like this could be attributed to anything. This isn't a man who does, who floats and doesn't move his mouth and is luring people into strange alleyways. This is just something that happened and it was purely circumstantial, which is kind of cool to have that like comparison with like the naysayer and stuff. I've made absolutely no sense, but yeah, but that's very cool. Um, John has assistants as well, and he sends one of them, Sasha, to go, like, investigate and finds out that one of the other people that disappeared had sent, like, a photo to her sister. And I've opened this up to double-check that I'm not wrong about this because I do mix up some of the episodes sometimes. So she sent a photo to her sister with the caption, track out this drunk creeper. It's the same alleyway from the statement, this girl went missing, and she, like, see aside the photo, and it says, there's a faint outline of a long, thin hand appearing at about waist length of a man of average height and looks as if it's decadent. And I just love that they added that kind of stuff to the story. They didn't just read the story and be like, that's the end. They're like, oh, and we investigated. I fucking love that they investigated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is It is really great. We should have a counter for how many times we each say that we fucking love this show. <sighs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh <laughs> Also, we will have a slight problem with uh, recounting the uh, things that actually happen in the episodes because of the fact that we watch them so quickly. All of them have kind of melded together, um, which we'll probably talk about later. But just as a a quick warning, I'm also terrible at telling stories. So, (laughs) Mel, what's your favorite episode? (laughs) There's our fantastic uh, dungeon master who tells us stories every week in a really fantastic way. I mean, like, when I tell an anecdotal story. Uh, Post in the comments and tell Boris how much of a good story she is. She's a good story. Not even a good good storyteller, just a good story. (laughs) I'm a great story. I'd make for an excellent statement. Um... Uh, one of my favorite stories, and like Boris just said, I had to actually Google the episode number because I was like, it happened at some point in time fairly early on, but I don't know when because I listened to them all really quickly. It's number 55, which is still life, and it has to do with like taxidermies. And oh, uh, it's a guy who has been sent to a business to investigate like money laundering because this business has been open for a really long time. It doesn't seem to have like any money coming in except for a few people a year. And so he goes in there and everything's spooky, spooky. It smells a little bit bad. Like the guy that he's talking to like doesn't really make eye contact and he's really strange. Um, and the guy, what's his name? Daniel. Daniel runs the shop. At some point in time, Daniel is called away to someone at the front door and he has to go off. And the tax guy who's left in the shop starts like hearing a voice. And he's like, excuse me? And so he goes to investigate and there's like someone down the stairs. He's like, come down the stairs. And he's like, hmm, actually, no, I don't think I will go down them <laughs> fucking stairs. <laughs> what a smart man. Uh, and the, um, I think it says, like, he hears the voice down the stairs. He goes, mm, I'm not going to go down there. And all of a sudden, all of the eyes in all these taxidermied animals, like, turn to look at him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this. And bolts. And it's, oh, it's spooky. Oh, it's spooky. Uh, I love that episode. That was, that was great. Oh, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. But then, like, they go into the supplementals and they go into, like, the investigation and stuff. And it's just like, ooh. ooh. It's very good. That was, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Uh, 
I enjoyed the... So in the beginning, or in the first couple of seasons, it wasn't for every episode that they would go into supplementals. But mm. when they did, it was always like, ooh, there's extra info. Because, we get to know more things. Yeah, like there would be some episodes where you're like, surely that's not real. And then John's like, absolutely didn't happen. I don't believe them at all. And you have no supplementals and you're like, okay, fine. Maybe it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but then you would occasionally have ones like that where it would be like supplemental info. We found this, 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 that kind of corroborates the story. He, John would usually still be like, it's bullshit, probably. Bullshit. Um, but it was cool to like make that assumption yourself with the extra info and be like, Ooh, I wonder if that was real in this universe. Um, yeah. I maybe thought of another favorite episode. I didn't have time to Google it cause I just thought of it right now. Um, it has to do with the, the spooky table and the, the like long limbed kind of shadow person who was like climbing a pipe to like look into someone's apartment. I don't have enough information on this to make this story sound good, Aww. but oh, I loved that one. Is that the one with the the lady who was watching the man in the apartment? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he had the weird table and all of the journals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The journals on the table, and like one day he. Uh, I mean, I suppose most of what we're doing right now is vague spoilers, but the guy disappears and she's like, there was somebody else in the apartment and it's not this guy. And she calls the cops and the cops go over there and the cops are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Firstly, you shouldn't be spying on your neighbors. And secondly, the guy that lives there is the guy that lives there. He's always lived there. He has all his paperwork and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Which ties in nicely to like other storylines later on and uh... Oh, I but then episode. I also just like that episode was particularly be cool because we only got the info from her obsessively watching him. And it got to mm -hmm. a point where she was like, I had a day off work. I sat in a chair by the window and I watched him the whole day. And it was like, mm -hmm. this is intense. Like, <laughs> oh, and then oh, that was a good one. I forgot about that one. Like the day that she went over and she read the journals and I was just like, Ugh. Spooky. That may have actually been episode three. Oh. <laughs> so, again, really early on. Honestly, I really enjoyed the first season. A lot of the first season I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, not to say that I didn't enjoy the others. It was just like that was a really good, like, jumping off point, I feel. Yeah. Um because it was like so many different stories they and they did they actually talked about it so mel you said you hadn't really watched a lot of their like extra stuff but i watched oh listened to an interview or like a kind of q a with uh martin and john the voices um who i also think is john is voiced by john and john and alex yeah. <laughs> this is a fun fact the guy that writes the show and voiced jonathan sims his name is jonathan sims yep which is lovely but also a little bit confusing sometimes because then yeah you would expect it to be the same with martin but it's not martin is alex and then it's just but yeah, um, they did it. They did a Q and A, and they were talking about the first series um, because it kind of auto played. And then I was like, you know, I'll listen to this. Um, I don't normally, but I decided to for this one. And they were talking about how essentially the first season was like them trying a whole bunch of different things to kind of see which one stuck. 
like which one that people liked the most in order to work out what the future would be. Um, Because, uh, again, if you are here, we may spoil things. Just Mm -hmm. a warning. Um, It's not going to be all general information, but we will try to keep it as general as possible. But there will be occasionally spoilers. Um, The end of the first season kind of starts off the whole corruption stuff which we obviously know that now there are a lot of worms um and that was something that they talked about where they were like we didn't know what was kind of gonna happen exactly throughout the whole thing they had like a vague idea but they were just kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what stuck in the first one which is great because i feel like that made it so much better when they did eventually like kind of nail down ones in the later seasons, like the, the circus one from later. Um, and then obviously the worms continuing and what is it? The, the, what was the third season? (laughs) Uh, that actually might've been the, the bloody season three, I think was the, was the circus the unknowing oh yeah that actually yeah yes because that would be that's when sasha disappeared um and i think the second one was just them dealing with uh dealing with dealing with dealing with the aftermath of the worm thing yeah um i don't actually think i think pretty much it was just the worms and the circus and then it was everything there wasn't really like a yeah they were like uh, the big overarching things, I feel. Yes. Um, which I'm not overly spooked out by clowns, honestly. So the circus one wasn't that weird to me. And I'm not overly creeped out by mannequins, so that didn't really bother me either. Um, uh, oh, but that, like, I'm not scared of mannequins or clowns yet. Yet? Yet. Hopefully not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would like not to develop a thing about uh, clowns and or mannequins. But I used to work in um, a hospital, which doesn't sound like it would have a lot to do with mannequins. But when you do radiation therapy, they do this thing where they make like a plastic cast of your head and shoulders. So when they're radiating you, you don't fucking move. And once I came out of our entrance, and I feel like this was a bad thing. I feel like this thing is supposed to go in medical waste, but it somehow ended up in our waste bin. I came out of work really late at night and there was was half a person just sticking out of the bin and it was one of those radiation molds. And there's an episode where they're talking about like, there are mannequins in a back room or something and someone walks in and then there are mannequins. And I was like, that's happened to me before. I've walked into a place where there isn't supposed to be a plastic person and there's a plastic person. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> also, every once in a while, Leon moves my dress form mm-hmm. and I wake up in the morning or the middle of the night and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, dress forms are terrifying. Um, headless people in your house mm-hmm. and usually like you move them up and down so they're about your height so it's a headless person shaped person at your exact height and you're staring at where its head is supposed to be and it doesn't have one yeah it's spooky to be sure uh so i just realized the first season was in 2016 mm-hmm we came into it real late. We really did. Holy shit. Um, but also o- just in time. Yeah. Um, 
one of the other okay so this is probably just going to turn into a bunch of ones bunch of like statements that we really enjoyed or episodes that we enjoyed <laughs> Uh, because I really want to talk about this one. My favorite one for like a really like kind of one that I could really throw myself into was episode 18, the man upstairs, which is basically a man moves into a unit block and there is a really weird smell. And he has a couple of, uh, interactions with the gentleman who lives upstairs but essentially it's all just a little bit off and there's this fucking rank ass smell coming from upstairs and he's just like, this guy obviously just doesn't leave the house, you know? Like he doesn't leave the house, he just must smell a little. It's all fine, it's all good, you know? Won't think anything of it, won't take anything off my back. Uh, Stinky man, not that weird. Yeah, you know, it's it's not that weird. Um, But one day there is like, he keeps hearing noises essentially. Um, uh, and that could be heard in his flat and it's kind of really pissing him off because, you know, it is like that when you live in a block of units, um, you occasionally hear your neighbors doing things and then you're just really frustrated because you can't really do shit because they've got to live their lives. But it's also like, I don't know, I don't want to hear you like hammering in your Ikea furniture or something. So, you know, very frustrating. But he deals with it for six months, but then there is a package that's delivered accidentally to him as opposed to the person upstairs. So he uses it as kind of like a bit of an excuse to go up and talk to him and then be like, hey, you're really fucking loud. Um, (laughs) uh, And when he does that, um, when the door opens, it's just like he's hit with this absolutely like rank smell and there's like a, a really thin uh but long fingered like yellow nailed hand that like opens and it's just like very uh very quick and it just like takes the package and then like closes the door um and there was like he kind of spots little bits in the front part that like the carpet's discolored and it's just it's just given like all over terrible vibes absolutely bad vibes um, but two years after that, his mother, uh, gets sick. So he moves home for a while and he's trying to sell this unit, but the people who are shown through it keep reporting these really terrible smells and like yellow stains and all of that kind of thing. So he calls a plumber to go have a look because there are like these stains that are appearing in the ceiling and such. And when the plumber looks into it, the uh, entire roof collapses. Well, like most of the roof collapses, like in between the apartment not directly through to the other person's unit but like where the pipes would sit in the top of the building and it just i immediately have like a very like there is an image in my brain that basically looks like like just like mold and yellow goop (laughs) everywhere um which sounds filthy and gross and disgusting which would not be nice um and so he rushes upstairs And he finds out that the door wasn't locked this particular time. But when he goes inside, um, he finds that there is just like meat everywhere, like all different types of meat just hanging up and everywhere. And Toby's, Toby is the guy that lived upstairs. I realize I haven't (laughs) said his name yet. Toby's upstairs. Um, But he, his body was just there and it was just like picked apart. Um, And it was just like, there's specifically a mention that like the they couldn't discern where the eyes had been 
and there were just like flies and maggots and there was like discarded meat and it's oh it was just like I, I love how happy you are talking about this you've got like this very pure <sighs> smile on your face that's entirely inappropriate oh but it's just like <laughs> i don't know it just it just has like a really okay this is this is gonna sound incredibly weird but like i have such a like vivid image of what that would look like I can smell it I can see it I can hear it I can feel it like I can imagine my feet walking through there and that for some reason makes me happy because I understand that situation like the anglerfish creeps me out because it is something that I don't understand but something that is like just so gory I get it because it's just meat it's just things and it was just like, it just kind of, I don't know, if I can understand it, it's not scary anymore. And then I'm just really like gruesomely interested in it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I'm oh, like, no, totally ooh, I get that. <laughs> and then I'm no, just it like, makes complete sense. you know, that's been in there for like nearly three years three years that has been like that and this body just ends like, like this and I'm just like oh this is so interesting and then yeah just oh it it makes me happy in a weird way I probably should assess something about myself for that one but you know it's fine we should I just all be going to therapy but it's fine but yeah, that so is one of the ones. <laughs> that is one of the ones that like stuck out to me the most because yeah, I could just imagine it the whole time, and I was like, I could just smell it, and it was just. I am very much like someone who does not enjoy strong smells, so when I am able to smell something through a piece of media, like I, even if I'm like reading a book and they like are having a really cool meal, and then then they're just talking about like the smell of the meal, it just instantly draws me into that moment. I don't know. Smell is just a thing. Um, so when it's a bad smell, I can very much imagine the bad smell. You know, it just, oh, it's just cool. And that's part of the reason why I got so invested in the podcast is because I had episodes where this would, this kind of thing would happen, where I would just sit there and be like, I can imagine this. Like I actually imagined my old unit block where I used to live and I was imagining it happening in that same unit block. Not to me, obviously, because I didn't relate to any of like the characters in it. Um, also, the the part in the unit block where I lived would have technically been the, the meat room. So mm. that didn't quite work. But, <laughs> but I imagined it happening there. That was I would just say it's cool like five times over. So <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I love it so I much. feel like we should talk about the end, but we should try and talk about the end without giving spoilers. So do we just want to talk about how we feel? No, I mean, I feel like if we're going to talk about the end, I think it would be hard to talk about the end without giving spoilers. I feel like, That's true. you know, That's we're kind true. of Maybe like running around being like, oh, you know, I guess the point is so far we haven't given spoilers for the actual meta story. But the end That's is true. specifically, yeah, the end is specifically the meta story. Like the story that is going on in the story is the statements, but there is actually a overarching story that happens to the people presenting us with this information, which I feel like is unavoidable if we 
are going That's to true. talk about the ending. So we will not talk about season five because I feel like we shouldn't. Because I do know that through us talking about this, I have recommended, we have recommended so many people to start and a lot of people have. And I know that at least some of them are listening at a normal person pace and are not yeah. at the end. <laughs> so I do. <laughs> I think it is probably best not to talk about it. No, I think that we just get everything from like season one to four done now and then we go like hey this is the point in the podcast where you turn it off if you don't want to hear about it because there are some people that have finished it that is true also speaking of i just i just want to say this because it happened in my discord while we're talking about the magnus archives they don't know that we're talking about the magnus archives but uh dear dead inside our friend dandy has just done a cos test uh for (gasps) martin and john and it's so cool they're gonna hear this later on and be like "Mm, fuck you probably (laughs) probably (laughs) not so cool and i'm so excited yeah 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 that would be very cool oh that would be fun Hmm. Who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? Uh, good guy first, probably. Oh, I have to pick a good guy. Gotta pick a good guy. I don't like any of the good guys, so. Really? Nah. Also, you know, like, let's be real. The only good guy is Martin. Let's be real. Jerry. Really though? I love him. Okay, look. A good guy. And I say that, though, because Martin is, like, different. Martin is great, but also he doesn't have... Are you talking about... This is going to be very specific. Are you talking about favourite character as in I like and enjoy them? Or favourite character as in, like, from a, like, analysis sense? I don't know. Because here's (laughs) the thing. When you're like, Jared's not actually a good guy, I'm like, but I liked him and that makes him good. I'm not very good at this. Um, okay, how about favorite person that works at the institute? Uh, oh, that would have to absolutely 110% be Elias. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. I love that sassy man. <laughs> I also love Elias. I wish very, there were so many more instances of him coming down and just being an absolute shithead to John. I just, <laughs> I wish that happened. Uh, if you don't know who Elias is, Elias is the, uh, essentially the, the, yeah, he's, what is his official title though? I, I can't remember. No Head curator or something? I don't know. He just, he's the main dude. He's like the, the big, the big dude, big boss. Um, he's, John's boss. <laughs> the leader of the Magnus Archives. No, he's like the the head the of the Institute. Ah, yes. And yeah, it he just I enjoy the whenever he kind of comes on, he's very like cocky and very like self-assured and I just enjoy him a lot. He's I wouldn't even say that he's a villain, but he's definitely posed himself to be antagonistic to the main party. Um, And I feel like I I just thoroughly enjoy it. So he is basically good on the, uh, he is my favorite character in terms of like enjoyment of content, 
but also my favorite character from like an analytical standpoint because I just enjoy his relationship with the main cast because he's yeah. just a shit. <laughs> I already said I love Jerry and this is going to surprise basically no one when I add to it. There's a line in the show where one of the characters comes in and he says... A couple of years ago, I left my tunnel and I almost got beaten to death. <laughs> I almost got beaten to death by like a goth in a trench coat. And the other character's like, ah, oh, yes, that would be our Jared. And I'm just like, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite. No, he's a good guy, though. He is! <laughs> he's on... He's... Hmm. <laughs> Look. <laughs> but yeah, let's be real. The only good person in this entire series is Martin. Like. Could you argue literally anyone else? He's that good. Why would he not be? He hasn't done anything bad. That's his whole thing. Um, I don't think his thing is that he hasn't done anything bad. I think his thing... Well, okay, no, he hasn't done... He hasn't really done anything bad. But a large part of his character is just like, God, I wish I could do bad things, but I'm too nervous. Yeah, that doesn't make you a bad person. It's the idea of acting on those bad things, isn't it? You become bad when you do a bad thing. Having impulses to do bad things is not make you a bad person. I mean, I disagree on that, but that's why I think Actually, I'm a bad person and you think I'm not. <laughs> maybe we should not have a discussion on alignment right now. <laughs> because I feel like we're going to vary very much so on that. Especially like real world alignment. D&D alignment, absolutely we'll argue until we die, probably. But real world is a... Uh... Okay. Speaking of alignments... Favorite entity? I don't know. Now, I know honestly, I'm asking you this question. I can't narrow it down to one. I <laughs> honestly kind of enjoy the eye. And I know that that's like, that's obviously like the main one. But. I don't know. I I wasn't overly connected to any of the the entities and like I just I just feel like probably the eye is a good one because I feel like an all-knowing being is like a very relatable thing like wanting to know everything um and wanting to see everything is a very specifically like a very understandable thing. The others I was just like, "Nah, I'm not really that fuss, honestly." I'm very much the same, but if I pick two, it would be the eye and the web for very similar reasons. Oh, actually, the hunt. The hunt is my third as well. Yeah, the hunt would actually be one as well because, actually, like, no, sorry. For me, not the hunt, the slaughter, the one that Melanie ended up aligned with, just the deep internal constant anger. I feel like that's a very relatable thing. I don't know, but I just, it's like wanton violence just doesn't really, it kind of like, it loses it for me. It's just like, that's too much of a, like vengeance. Absolutely. 
but not like wanton slaughter. Mm. Like, whereas the hunt is like something very specific. It's like, and also I don't even know whether that is actually the entity that I'm thinking of. It might actually just be. Uh, I'm just looking it up. <laughs> is it it? It's not even one. Oh, wait, it is one. I was like, wait, hang on. Um, because I just, I think it's like more calculated than the slaughter. Like it's a lot more like, I specifically want you dead. I specifically want you caught. It is more of that vengeance thing, whereas Slaughter is just like, I'm just going to go out and kill a bunch of people. Yeah, I get you. I get you. There's not a lot of thought behind it. Well, I don't think. I think the thing with the hunt is, hello, this is my interpretation of it. It's not official. But the hunt for me seems to start out as like vengeance. I want to catch this thing. I want to do this thing. I have a purpose behind this. And then it just dissolves into madness and meaningless violence. I think that's the thing is that like, it almost feels like a hierarchy there because the hunt was so, wait, hang on. Who was it that went to the slaughter again? The one that ended up, you know, doing it. Actually, you know what? Spoilers. (laughs) Melanie was the slaughter. Daisy is the hunt. Was Melanie the slaughter? Melanie was the slaughter. There were two Melanies, weren't there? Because Melanie's the prophet. Yes. So. (laughs) What? (laughs) Melanie, Melanie goes because she was one of the ghost hunters she went to investigate a train the train was haunted by the slaughter and she goes to investigate something further based on that she gets shot by a ghost bullet which infects her makes her an entity of the slaughter they eventually take that out she's kind of released from it and then tied to the institute uh, yeah 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 i was thinking of daisy i think the one who yeah. got killed during the fifth season. Yes. That absolutely was a spoiler. Yep, yep. you've gone too far now. Spoilers. Oops. Well, now that we've started on spoilers, should we just continue <laughs> with spoilers? Yep, we're just spoilers from this point on. I'll, I don't we, know, we already, I'll, get a, I'll maybe spoiling. get a badge and just be like, spoiler. <laughs> I don't know, probably not. I don't have that much foresight. But honestly, though, if you're listening to an entire podcast about the Magnus Archives you probably expected that maybe there were spoilers. I think we did a really, really good job at lasting this long before we accidentally said something we weren't planning to. True, true. It's a very good point. It's been a while. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, but yes, uh, so from this point on, we will be spoilery, Sars. Um, but also, I, if you don't mind, good to listen to anyway. Stick around. Um, yeah, so I feel like definitely it's kind of like a, it's, uh, literally a, I feel like a a comparative thing to justice becoming vengeance in Dragon Age 2, uh, or Dragon Age in general. Um, because like 
justice can begin as justice, but beca- can become vengeance if you are doing it for a certain reason. Like you're doing it to punish someone as opposed to like specifically looking up to just. And honestly, they're kind of like two different sides of a mirror. It's, you know, <laughs> you're either yourself or your reflection. It's, they're kind of one and the same uh, in the way that like the hunt is a, I feel like a more of a vengeance thing where a slaughter is just, you going out and you're killing stuff. At what point does specifically going out and hunting things that you want, that you have decided need to be hunted and chased and feared, when does that become less calculated and instead just dissolves into the slaughter anyway? Yeah. I feel like the slaughter is just pure bloodlust. Yeah. And then the hunt is more like... instinct well that is that is definitely like how it's, it's described but it's driven more by personal feelings than it is by just a need to kill because when you go into season five spoilers again daisy's been going through and they're chasing her because she's completely gone into the hunt and she's not herself anymore and some of the victims that they find of hers they're like I recognize this person. This is someone from Daisy's past. So even mm-hmm. though she's not really exactly Daisy all the time anymore, she is still mostly, I think, going for people that she's like, they did something wrong. They deserve this. And there's very much, yeah, I feel like get them rather yeah, yeah, than just yeah. get anyone. Yeah, I feel like it's. But I also feel like once she ran out of people, she would have just kept killing people. Yes. But that's the thing, though, is it's like, they're not really, it's more like a a line in the sand as opposed to a wall in between the two. Not very much, and you're over the other side. And it does say that there's kind of like, there are overlaps between the entities. Mm. It has to, there would have to be. (laughs) Even on a conceptual level, like... (laughs) It's it's not like you can be like, this is this, and this is that, and this is that. Because, I mean, like spiders, you'd think the web. But corruption is also bugs. There could be spiders in the corruption. Like, it's it's like a Venn diagram. Is yeah. it a Venn diagram? Is yeah, 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 but they over, probably, well, they overlap. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Ah. But, yeah, it. I can absolutely see that being a thing. But, I don't know, I... I specifically like the hunt because I like the calculated aspect of it. I think that's pretty cool. So what you should read here is that if murder if, if murder goes on a burrow spree, <laughs> that was so well spokenly <laughs> wrong. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> such a great string of a sentence that was absolutely wrong. <laughs> If Burroughs goes on a murder spree, she will be killing people she feels have done something wrong. Yes. If I go on a murder spree, I've just entirely lost my mind and you've walked into the wrong part of the world. Like, I mean, that does pretty much describe the both of us. It does a little bit. <laughs> There's a little bit of overlap, but... <laughs> <laughs> my rage is kind of uncontained. Hers is directed. Yep. That's exactly it. (laughs) 
so you actually did a uh, what entity would you belong to or whatever quiz. Yes. What was your results? I got the web. Mm. I was expecting to get the hunt, but mm-hmm. I got the web. And I'm okay with that because I do quite... My violent, my violent side would be the slaughter, the calculating bit where I want to know everything and I want to connect things and I want to control the outcome of everything. Very badly, it happens in real life. I, I don't do very good at controlling people. Uh, but that's something that's very in the web and that's something that comes out very clearly in season five. Mm where, spoilers, again, you find out that the tape recorders that have been popping up all throughout the series aren't coming from the beholding and the eye like we all assumed. They're coming from the web. And the web is using these to manipulate the storyline and have things like, and try and make people do the things that they want to do. And just very carefully, they say that they're the only one of the fears or the entities that really plans. Mm. They want to tie things together and connect things and by doing that, move people and get them to do the things that they want to do to get the outcome that they want. Mm-hmm. Which is when I said before, probably didn't make sense, that the eye and the web are kind of the same thing. Yeah. It is that same. There's a lot of knowledge that goes into it, but the eye kind of just wants to know things. The web just for wants the sake to of knowing things. Them. Yeah. And I very much do want to know everything all the time. But once I know everything, if I can use that to know more things, I'll do that. Yeah. I like that. So the web does make sense for me. But because I am such a boiling pit of rage with a stupid smile on my face, I was assuming I would get the hunt. Well, I got the hunt. She uh... got the hunt. It was... <laughs> yeah. When she said the hunt... I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I thought about it, and it does. Yeah. But it wasn't what I expected for you. No, I didn't expect that either. I expected the eye, uh, or the beholding, uh, um, because I am very much a information person. Uh, If I had information, I would then pass it on to the relevant party. I am not necessarily the puppet master, but I would absolutely be the enabling of the puppet master is the way that I imagine myself throughout my life. Um, We're going to make really such great, great one day. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's fine. Um, <laughs> look, I have too many feelings about like, you know, uh, I, whenever I think of like writing a protagonist in a book, I'm like, they're a villain. They're absolutely a villain. Um, because your idea of being a villain can be very different to like, what is actually a villain? Uh, Literally every time I write a story, my character is some kind of turncoat or traitor. And also, like, the idea that, like, immediately our brains go to morally grey as opposed to, like, black and white kind of sets us up to probably be villains. However, however, having said that, we both go morally grey, but I do not think that you would cross that line. What, do something bad? I don't think you would easily cross the line into actually being a villain. I think you would be a long-form, tormented seven book, and in the final book you snap. With me, it would be like, that person sneezed in my direction and they fucking did it on purpose. Murder. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I think 
definitely there would have to be why are we getting into an ethics conversation right now why is this happening we do this we do oh, this often yeah Sorry. we do actually um hi welcome to our unfiltered thoughts this is going to be a long one so have fun with that um we could split it into two like part one before the spoilers part two the yeah, final we've season really and throughout. also it's not gonna work mm. <laughs> i will just do a long one it's fine um <laughs> We did have a little bit of time off recently. You can, you know, you can have some extras. There's nothing stopping you pausing this. So if you would like to uh, kind of, uh, if you would like to hear us talk more on this whole like morality debate between us, do we believe that, you know, what kind of roles that we would take in a particular story? We can absolutely do that for a future podcast episode, but I feel like we should then now transition into Season five and the ending. Let's Before get back we on go track. too far out. <laughs> Before I tell you my entire villain plan. Yes. In villain ways. Okay, so I'll ask the question again that I asked earlier when we said we weren't going to talk about spoilers straight away. How do you feel about how it ended? When that episode finished, what was your first hiccup thought? I mean... I so at the end of the Magnus archives, which I actually so I uh, knew that it was coming out, but hadn't caught up for a while. And honestly, I had lost a lot of interest for the final season purely because um, it just had gone in a direction that I like wasn't as interested in anymore. Um, which is a very different format. Yeah, like I was really interested in the whole like the institute as being its own thing and then now that there wasn't an institute i was like you know when the institute back <laughs> um and also they didn't have elias anymore so like huh um anyway <laughs> um and i i i like john i like martin but fucking hell i, I don't like john hate john so that that sounds entirely that backwards i enjoy i enjoy john season one season two when he is obnoxious i enjoy him then because then he turns into something that's like almost okay um and then season five comes around and he's so calm and collected and he's just like yes i know everything and i'm like you don't cocky doesn't suit you just stop um and then <laughs> we already had cocky bring back Elias. <sighs> okay the way that i literally described this to mel uh in her discord i put it in spoiler tags because i was just this is how i felt about it the first episode he walks in they've made a plan right previous episode they're like okay if john does this thing he kills uh jonah um he will become like he will take over from that. It won't solve anything. So someone else will have to do it. Uh, and they, I believe they decided on Martin. I don't know. Martin. I kind of pulled myself out of it for a bit. Um, but yeah. And they were like, okay, we'll do it this way so that like, it'll be fine. Um, but John's just like, fuck your plan. I'm going to go they do it anyway. They had a plan. They voted. What was the point Only of voting? a dickhead John could have done that. And John has gone through so much character development that you feel like he would have finally grown out of that. But no, he didn't. He didn't. And 
basically all he did in the first like couple of minutes of the fucking episode he just kills jonah and jonah's just like i don't want to die and john's just like lol uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he dies <laughs> he dies and then becomes a poet for a bit and i'm like i don't fucking care just honestly just go die i don't really care um, and then Martin walks in and he's like, oh no, what have you done? I'm just like, kill him. Just end him. I don't care. You are absolutely dead to me right now. Like <laughs> if that had been me after, like, if I had been like Basira or, uh, or Martin in that situation, I would have been like, you are fucking dead to me. That would be my, my, uh, seven book arc right at the end when I'm, when I flick the switch and I'm now the villain that's the point when my friend is just what well, my lover apparently wherever the fuck that came from turns around and becomes a poet and he's just like yo i am a big boy with big eyes and i am oh look i love you but i don't really because we haven't established this through previous seasons and then said lover <laughs> comes up and he's like i'm a big boy <laughs> And he does, and everyone's just like, "Well, that's done." I'm like, what? <laughs> After well, all yeah. of that, so they had a plan to send the fears to other universes by like blowing up the tower and sending them all down the web. Uh, but to do that, the person who is currently in charge of the Panopticon, the Beholding, who ends up being John, has to be in the process of dying or something. Yeah, and he that he knows that the plan is kill the entity send everybody away blow every uh, blow so kill the entity blow everything up send everything away and he gets up there and he does the thing and he's killed the killed jonah and he's like haha i'm in charge now martin shows up and he's like oh well fuck and john's like it's okay we won't go through with the rest of the plan and martin's like the plan is currently happening it's happening right now what the fuck have you done you stupid piece of shit but he doesn't actually say any of that yeah except for the, the fact that the, the, the plan is going yes. it's just like john john you dense motherfucker <laughs> also though there was a thought that i was having while it was happening while i was frustrated as fuck about it so angry I do feel like we definitely underestimated the impact that that would have had on John being him throughout that whole time. Like it obviously was meant to be kind of like that final episode was basically admitting that there was no way that John was getting out of this. He was going to have to die. It was just very frustrating because in the like episodes only a couple before that he's absolutely fine it's not kind of showing like a slow descent to madness he's kind of he's sitting in this meeting planning this plan being like i have to die i have to die i have to die and everyone's just like no you don't fucking calm down we're gonna handle it this way I think the most frustrating part really when I think about it in that context is that nobody else saw that that was happening. Yeah, like, did no one watch him? Like, <laughs> I knew that it was going to happen. I knew yeah. that he was going to do that. 
I didn't know exactly how it would end, but I knew he was going to. I wasn't sure if somebody was going to manage to stop him, but I knew he was going to try. And it frustrated me so much that nobody else who was there in that room could see he was going to do that. Because, like, Martin is his boyfriend. You would hope that they know each other fairly well. Which, where the fuck did that come from? Traversing the apocalypse. He'd known Georgie since college. Yeah. Like, a really long time. You, like, it's established that they know each other fairly well. You would think that in a room with at least, like, two out of four people that know each other real well. Well, because serious with them as well, right? Basira worked with them and Melanie worked with them. They've no, no, all no. been around in that for room. a long time. In that yeah, Basira was there yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, five, not four. And Basira was there for quite a significant amount yeah. of this show. Just, mm, I love her. So See, much. the thing is, and this is, like, obviously they did a great job with what they did. And, like, honestly, considering that they were, like, a small team and such, like, independent creators, absolutely fantastic. I kind of hoped that which sounds weird, but the the writer in me hoped that they were going to make a plan and then it would have actually been that someone did watch John, but John actually killed one of his friends to go do the thing. So it really like, but then it, it definitely shows kind of like a more of a progression into like why he would have done it because he had a compulsion to do it as opposed to like this way, he just kind of seems really pouty and annoying and he's just kind of like, oh, I need to do this. And we're all like, why? Why do you need to do this, John? Just fucking sleep or something. I don't know. Like, Go take a nap. Yeah. Whereas something that like would have been un, like unheard of, like he would have gone, I imagine that it would have been someone like uh, Basira or it would have been Georgie. He would have just killed them. And then it would have been like, okay, that's not John anymore. That's not him. That is him being com- like compelled to do this. And it would have made that better instead of just like literally a couple of seconds ago, you were fine. Then you killed someone. Then you recited your poetry. Then your boyfriend killed you. Oh, can we talk, sorry, changing the subject, about the connotations of the fact that everybody that went through this remembers what yeah. happened? The fuck? <laughs> that I wasn't expecting. Like, I had kind of, I don't know why, but I'd assumed that once the fears were gone, all of that bad shit, the people just wouldn't remember. Mm. But, like... Holy shit, there were people that were turned into plants. How do you forget that? Physically, do they go back to normal? Or are there weird plant people in, like, a home full of people that turn into weird plants? And if that did happen, would they give it a name like the nursery or something? Maybe. (laughs) I guess if you had those answers, though, it wouldn't make for a good ending. You know? That's true. You want to think about those kinds of things. I did like how it ended. I screamed. Yeah. Actually screamed out loud. Nobody was home, but the dog was bothered. Um. <laughs> I just feel uh, like um, it was the, and this isn't necessarily the case, um, but it did feel like the last episode was rushed or like the last se- last couple of episodes like the last maybe 10 
maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Um, not rushed in a sense of like them not having a lot of time. It literally felt like there wasn't enough time in the episodes to establish what they needed to establish. Like it was kind of, I got what they were going with it, but it was kind of like it didn't have enough time to do the things that they wanted to do effectively. It does that make sense? It it does. I I know what you mean, and I felt a bit the same. But I felt like they did that on purpose to like give it a sense of urgency and a sense of ramping up. Like they don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. I felt like that was like I don't know an artistic choice. Yeah, but rather than them actually not the having first time. Episode is like the first five minutes. John has killed Jonah. <laughs> That's true. Like. I would have, I kind of, it would have been fine, I think, if it had been that last episode was like half an hour, even like 40 minutes to like even have more of a conversation than just, I don't want to die. Like, I'm sorry, you some sniveling old man sitting at the top of this. I don't know. I imagine this is the top of a building. It's just the way that they described it. Yeah, but I literally (laughs) imagine like Saruman and uh, like... (laughs) Uh, I was about to say Ganondorf. What the fuck? <laughs> that is not the right person at all. Um, I imagine the like that kind of interaction, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's and it would just be like if if like Saruman or Gandalf, I guess more specifically, was like, I don't want to die, and Saruman's just like, donk, <laughs> you did. <laughs> You know, it just, I would have liked that to be, have been played out a little longer. And that obviously is uh, the limitation of a 20 second, a 20 second, 20 minute episode. I mean, also, I think that the thing with podcasts are they aren't visual. If there were images to go along with that, it's a lot easier to tell a story when you can look at it and hear it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit harder to set up. Like at the end of the episode 199, John's like, "I'm just gonna go have a cigarette and go think," and I'm assuming that that's when he runs off, like immediately. Mm. So in between that, what would you put in there? He would like, would we listen to him climbing the stairs, talking to himself well, about how he's got a plan and fuck everybody else's decision? Fuck but, democracy. But that could have been like an actual thing to build up tension. It could have been like the sound of someone climbing and then like he gets to the top, maybe like the room is partially burst open. So there's like a lot of wind that's flowing through and stuff. Like there are, there, they were so specific about making so many like uh, audio impacts throughout like where they would have certain sound effects and things like there was obviously the stabbing part which made a noise but it didn't feel as epic as i wanted it to be Mm. like as in uh, auditorily (laughs) i get you i get you um and uh, i don't know more time might not have necessarily helped that but i was very surprised that it was the same length of an episode yeah. i don't know why but i always assume that finales are going to be longer but also i think it's it's very difficult to pull off an ending for anything that feels in a way that feels satisfying um like you know the thematically the ending is great 
Yes. Like, love it. To actually execute that would be very difficult. I'm going to say I hated it when I listened to it. And then I, like, thought about it for a whole year. Like, I I probably thought about it constantly for 24 hours. Like, I barely thought about anything else. It just replayed in my head constantly. And I was like, no, I actually, I really like it. Mm. I do really like it. I think part of the reason I didn't like it is because it means it's over. I don't like that. that. There's also that too. Um, Yeah. I get what you mean though. No, I... Anytime uh, anything ends, there's a part of me that wants to rewrite it to be the way that I wanted it to be. That is the thing, too, is that, like, this is coming from me, who is very, very, very critical of um, the kind of media that I enjoy. Like, I can enjoy the hell out of something, and I will tear it to pieces. Um, And I couldn't necessarily do any better, you know? Like... (laughs) Um, it's all well and good to be like, hey, I would change this specific thing, but I didn't make the entire series. I don't know what, like, their thoughts were behind that or anything like that. Like, and just because I am critical of it, there are probably plenty of people that loved it. And, you know, I I am one opinion. I just happen to be a very judgy opinion. <laughs> Yes, and we are very publicly putting our opinions out yeah. to be listened to. Yeah, that's also true. But overall, I mean, I loved it. Like, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to listening to it again. Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting. Picking up on all the like different threads and stuff, it'll be very interesting. I'm also just looking at the wiki right now and, and just looking at like it's got like broken down into like when certain things appeared in certain episodes. I'm like, I did not pick that up at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I genuinely. Hopefully at some time this year, I'm moving house to a house that I will own. And in that house, I'm going to put up a big corkboard or a whiteboard. So when I get obsessed with media, it can be on the wall at all times. And when I think of something at three o'clock in the morning, I will get out of bed and I will write something on that board. I'm going to wait to re-listen to the Magnus archives until I have that big whiteboard that I can write all my thoughts on. Yeah. Because it is so, I was going to say convoluted. That's not the right word. I mean, it's correct. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Like so many things are just tied together and there are things that connect to other things that you don't think of until like two seasons later. And I want to be able to go, holy shit, and draw a line from one thing to another. Yeah. Um, I'm completely obsessed with this. Finally do that with book club. I will. <laughs> Eventually I've considered putting a board here and like drawing things around. I'm not very good at taking my own notes when I'm doing something. The thing but is, if it's just I'm a theme. <laughs> that's true i'm like but i'm listening to something that i'm not participating in it i do want to go through and re-listen to book club stuff and draw lines i know that um friendo is currently doing that but i want an actual board that yeah, I can yeah look no. at. there's something about like physically having it in front of you it's why i enjoy like journaling because i like to have it in my face yeah i have problems going off topic again, but still kind of on topic. I can't take notes at the same time as I am 
doing something because when my hands are moving or I'm drawing something, my brain has switched onto doing that thing and I can't focus on what's going on. So I have it. I have trouble taking notes during D and D, but for a podcast, I can hit pause. I can't be like, Hey guys, guys, can you stop talking for a second? I know we're live on the internet. I just need to write something down. But also you only have 20 minute episodes too. So even if you do get a little lost in it, you can just be like, okay, that's done. Hmm. Right, 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 right. Yes. Uh, I think it's a skill learning how to take notes and not turn your brain off. Absolutely not. Because I something I have to work on. I have to take notes or I lose my mind. I cannot. (laughs) Um, But I feel like that could be also another podcast episode on its own if we get too into that. Um, but yeah. Overall, oh God, it has been like an hour and a half, I think. Yep. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed the Magnus archives. Uh, it was, <gasps> was a lot of fun. Um, I just have a lot of feelings. So many feelings. And I just, if you yeah. have suggestions for things that are similarly, I don't know, spooky and convoluted, let us know, because I'm currently listening to Welcome to Night Vale, which I enjoy, but not on the same level. I'm not engaged with those mysteries as much. I like it. I just don't love it. Yeah. So give me suggestions. Mm, if there is anything else out there to be like obsessed that. with. Or encourage us to do our own that you can be obsessed with. Yeah, I'll have to tell you about that idea for uh, after after we stop recording because then no one can steal it from me. Um, mm. But also, you know, then I can write an ending that someone will be like, "Yo, I think you should change it." And <gasps> you can podcast about our ending, guys. <laughs> I'm saying ours like I'm not just gonna be spouting out what she's written, but <laughs> oh, well, could be interesting. Uh, but yes, uh, if you find anything very similar, it'd be great. Um, I just, yeah. I feel like we'll be talking about the Magnus Archives for a while. Um, but yeah, this is probably a good point as well. If you stuck with us for this long, we really appreciate it. We're sorry that we've taken a lot of time off, um, but also not sorry at the same time because, you know, we're looking after ourselves and we're doing good. And that's the important thing is that. We're doing good and we hope you're doing good and we just hope that everyone is doing good in this weird, wacky, crazy world. Um, if you're interested in us and our kind of antics, I suppose, uh, we obviously... That's a good word for it. Yeah. We are on most podcasting stations, but we're also on YouTube. Um, we don't have individual social medias, but we do have our own. Um, so maleficent is uh for mel there she has all of her socials on the youtube banner or it will also be in the description of the podcast as well i am Baris red the same on all of platforms as well just yell at us uh the discords are the best place to yell at us probably because we have individual channels for them i just yeah i've noticed that we haven't really talked much about where you can find us and how you can support us if you enjoy these things that's true I have one request. If you're going to yell at me, please yell at me at, at, on, on somewhere where I'm not live. Please don't come into my streams and yell at yes. me. Because if you yell at me, I will cry. <laughs> mm, that's fair. And that that's not fair. fun for me. <laughs> Should we do something like really, really, I don't know. I've always wanted to do this, but I'm always worried that no one will do it. Um, but also, I don't know. I want to anyway. Uh, 
we should like get people to like post an emoji in our discord if they've watched to this point oh well how do we know that people won't just copy what we don't well if i post a stupid emoji somebody else will post a stupid emoji because it's funny but if it's something like really obscure a tape recorder perhaps a tape recorder there's like a tape emoji isn't there i have no idea let me just double check but yeah it just would be something cool for today do eyeballs or a tape recorder because i don't know if there is one watch Uh, us both look at discord for a few seconds trying to find tape recorders i'm pretty sure there's a i'm pretty sure there's one i'm pretty sure pretty sure let me see emoji find Mm. the perfect emoji tape no yeah tape doesn't work record no there's a big blue record button yeah, why not? Look, while she continues looking for that, hello, <laughs> goodbye, I am Maleficent, and this is Burrows Red, and this has been our podcast. I just realized you're not actually still typing, so you could have done your own outro. Yeah, it's fine. Put a big blue record uh, in either of our discords if you if you got to this point. We appreciate faces. We both have podcast stations, channels. Yes, yes, but either will do. Um, I would actually specifically mention Mel's because Mel's has the Magnus Archives chat as well. So I do good place to yell yep Mm. uh but yes we'll see you all next week Bye. bye